DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Mauritius. Thank you for having me. I'm real excited about this particular topic on the Holy Rule because it has always, for me, this was the original beacon for the Benedictine charism, and it really spoke to my heart. It's in place of circling around oneself, hospitality, hospice, that healing love. I just, Mm -hmm. it's so Benedictine. (laughs) That is right. Hospitality is really one of our core values. And wherever you go around the world and visit a Benedictine monastery, I think there's not a single one that doesn't have a guest house or a retreat house. Here in Skyla at Christ the King Priory, we run St. Benedict Center. So this value of hospitality even materializes in visible guest work with guests and ministry to the guests. Maybe I read out to you the chapter that speaks about hospitality and the Mm -hmm. rule of St. Benedict. It is chapter 53, The Reception of Guests. All guests who present themselves are to be welcomed as Christ, for he himself will say, I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. Proper honor must be shown to all, especially to those who share our faith, and to pilgrims. Once a guest has been announced, the superior and the brothers are to meet him with all the courtesy of love. First of all, they are to pray together and thus be united in peace. But prayer must always precede the kiss of peace because of the delusions of the devil. All humility should be shown in addressing a guest on arrival or departure. By a bow of the head or by a complete prostration of the body, Christ is to be adored because he is indeed welcomed in them. After the guests have been received, they should be invited to pray. Then the superior or an appointed brother will sit with them. The divine law is read to the guest for his instruction, and after that every kindness is shown to him. The superior may break his fast for the sake of guest, unless it is a day of special fast without which cannot be broken. 
The brothers, however, observe the usual fast. The abbot shall pour water on the hands of the guests, and the abbot with the entire community shall wash their feet. After the washing, they will recite this verse, God, we have received your mercy in the midst of your temple. Great care and concern are to be shown in receiving poor people and pilgrims, because in them, more particularly, Christ is received. Our very awe of the rich guarantees them special respect. This is the chapter on hospitality. You can see how, how dear St. Benedict this value is. And he starts with this very strong word that all guests should be welcomed as Christ, as Christ himself. One may wonder, why does he use this strong Image. No, it is not an image, he says. He says, it is Christ who is coming. Maybe it is good to know that at his times, and sometimes maybe even today, a visitor was not always a friend. So people who were coming to your house, to your property, could be be potential enemies as well. You Actually, you didn't know. Would they come to rob you, to attack you, to kill you? But here St. Benedict is very clear. He says, welcome them like Christ. So there is a principle openness to whoever comes, which mirrors God's openness towards all people under the sun. So first of all, welcome them. Don't be afraid. Welcome them. Open yourself. It might be Christ who is coming. There's another aspect to this hospitality, considering former times, the times when the rule of St. Benedict was written. You know, at that time, there was not so much entertainment going on and I guess life could be sometimes boring as well. You know, you had the work, you had the prayer, you had the prayer, you had the work. Nowadays with the internet and the television, you can be distracted at all times and always is something going on and something new coming up. But at Benedict times, to have a change in the daily routine was really something. Also in this sense, I assume, guests were seen like Christ is coming. Because what did it mean to welcome a guest? It meant, oh, there is somebody with whom I can share, with whom I can exchange experiences, exchange information. Actually, a guest in earlier times, a visitor, meant 
somebody who brings information, news, who brings business, or who brings goods. So to be open for guests and visitors meant to be open for life. Visitors and guests were life-giving. And here again we have the parallel to Christ who brought us the life. And we, we should think about the fact that monasteries mostly were located in low-populated areas, in the deserts, on mountains. So guests were really important people who brought new life, new ideas, new aspects to the monastery. I remember when I was the first time in my life in Africa and visited our monasteries in Tanzania. A few of them are really located in the middle of nowhere, in the bush. And I will never forget the word welcome in Swahili that I heard so often. Karibu. Karibu. This word, I can't, I can't count how often I heard this word when I, as a European, came to Africa. Karibu, karibu. It was a huge welcome. That was my, my, my deepest impression when I visited this continent that I was welcomed. And I could feel this, this openness. And partly you could explain it by Oh, there is somebody who is different, who brings something different, who is interesting, who brings a change in our routine. But this made this wonderful attitude of hospitality. In Africa, really, I have experienced the, in, in the most beautiful way, hospitality. Mm. And I contribute this to the fact that It was in an area, it was not in a city. <laughs> you know, it was in a remote area. It really encompasses this particular paragraph, in particular in the role. It really encompasses that Matthew 25, doesn't it? Yes. This is where, where it goes back to. So what, what Benedict kind of quotes Matthew, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. So Jesus himself announces his coming in this sentence. Think about, if you welcome a guest, it is like welcoming Christ the one you are longing for, the one who, have, who has saved your life, the one who wants to save your life. You know, sometimes I really think it very practically here in our monastery. So when I encounter a guest or when guests are coming, I'm thinking, what if Christ is coming? So to take it real, to take it for real, 
Or in other words, how can this person who is now my guest and our guest contribute to my well-being, to my joy, to my love, to my spiritual life? There is a meaning that God has sent me this respective person and sent us this respective person at that time. And sometimes guests share with us that they exactly felt this attitude of hospitality. And because the monks are not able to leave the monastery because of the vow of stability, it is so precious to have guests. You know, when you easily can go out and in, then guests are maybe even more disturbing. But if you are kind of nailed to this place, everybody who comes brings the whole world, brings the world. Again, as we have television and internet, um, you can have your guests on the screen, so to speak. But still, the real encounter, the real contact, there is somebody coming to our place and he is coming to seek a good encounter, finally to seek God. And sometimes this wonderful encounter happens like between Mary and Elizabeth because if both are seeking God in the other person and finding the sake The, the sacred, the divine in the other person. This is an incredible dynamic. We'll return in just a moment to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. Gloria St. Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace. Behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me. Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom. Graciously obtain for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. 
Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession, confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, or Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. Father Mauritius, it can be a joy when it's someone we expect. It can be a challenge when it's someone <laughs> we don't expect. That one who may have the need and that is where the charism of hospitality really kicks in, isn't it? Because it, it, it's depending on God's grace to be able to meet the need of that person at the door. That is very true. <laughs> and St. Benedict knows about this. And he says, The kitchen for the abbot and guests ought to be separate so that guests and monasteries are never without them, need not disturb the brothers when they present, present themselves at unpredictable hours. <laughs> mm. So he, you can hear a little different tone. Um, sometimes having guests can be a burden too. Um, I think Benedict knows that. But in a way, he helps us to deal properly with the guests. You have to find the right distance and closeness, the right balance. And one buffer, so to speak, is prayer. We have heard about this in the chapter before, mm -hmm. how often he recommends pray first and then go and pray and then finally share share the, the Holy Scriptures with the guests. So it's all centered about prayer. It's not so much about finding friends. Mm -hmm. It's about the friendship with, with Jesus. And 
So this would be one means to, to be able easily to carry this burden of having guests all the time is to expose ourselves to prayer and the guests as well. I remember that I practiced this or started to practice this. Um, this is so funny with... Oh, I'm not sure if this I have shared already in another interview, but anyway, you can cut it out if, if okay. I have well, shared it. Maybe not. <laughs> um, Might be good to hear again. Sometimes, sometimes I... I find sentences in the rule and I just take them and take them literally and try to live them. And not only the meaning also, just to live it literally. And once I took this, um, the sentence from this uh, chapter on hospitality, pray first with the guests before you converse with them. And it was actually a couple, uh, a couple that I was supposed to, to marry and to officiate their marriage, and it was the first encounter, and, and something told me, you should first pray. And so I, I took them to our church, and we prayed together, and that created an incredible atmosphere that opened their hearts, that opened mine heart, my heart, and from then on, the whole situation had changed. So, um, again, you mentioned the burden that can be, or the challenge that can be involved with hospitality. Uh, something that uh, makes this easier is is the prayer, because when the Holy Spirit comes in, things are not only bearable; <laughs> things become joyful and delightful. When I think of too the the word hospice in that Latin for the healing love, mm -hmm. you can see the fruits of that in just the fact that we would have hospitals, the hospital, the, the being open for those who have illnesses. Mm -hmm. And the Benedictines were the ones, in a very real way, who continued that outreach during even 1,500 years ago, mm -hmm. establishing that, that hospital, being mm -hmm. open even to those who are severely sick. Mm -hmm. This is true. You know, when you are traveling and when you are a stranger and we are almost everywhere a stranger except at home, mm -hmm. um, then we are vulnerable because when I'm not at home, I'm exposed to whatever comes. So the guest is per se vulnerable, needs per se healing closeness, needs affirmation, and a good word, and a good gesture. So, yes, this is why Benedict mentions in this chapter the pilgrims and the poor in the same line with the, with the guests, because guests are dependent. Their well-being depends on my welcoming attitude. And you're right, I, I, I think that the rule of St. Benedict shaped this value of hospitality over the centuries in our world. I guess in the natural way it was there before, you can find it very strongly in the Middle East, mm -hmm. as I said, because 
you in a way also relied on guests and visitors who were coming. So there's a kind of natural inclination towards being open to, towards guests. But St. Benedict has this spiritual connotation given to it, as you said from Matthew, that we welcome Christ. I could also go back to the letter to the Hebrews. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So this is the same. To look for the angel, to look for Christ in the guests. And the way how Benedict wants us to treat the guests comes very close to the way how we are to be with Christ. When he says we should bow the head when we see the guests. You know, bowing the head is, is a gesture that is due to God, to Christ. Or when he says, even by a complete prostration of the body, normally we prostrate only towards the divine, towards God. So he really takes it serious. There is Christ coming. Certainly there is a human being coming. So probably this this guest will be will have good sides and dark sides. But by appealing to the image of God in the other, in the neighbor, in the guests, by seeking Christ in the guest, you kind of provoke him. You make him come out, make him be visible to you. And this is what guests sometimes in monasteries experience, that they found themselves all of a sudden, they found their good parts. <laughs> somebody appreciates them, somebody respects them. And this is because we try to, to see Christ in the other, in the guest. And even that the abbot should interrupt his fasting, that's an interesting part. Mm -hmm. It also goes back to the gospel when, um, when we hear, can the disciples fast as long as the bridegroom is present and around? So when Christ is there, there's no reason to fast. So this is why the abbot should interrupt his fasting, even the Lenten season. Also a sign of the guest is now more important than all other spiritual exercises and commitments and whatever. Because when Christ is coming, this is the ultimate goal. He is coming. We'll conclude this conversation with Father Mauritius in our next episode. You've been listening to The Holy Role of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts, I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, 
We hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildee.